0: Have you wondered what the chief nursing officer job of the future looks like? You wondered, would it make a difference if we call someone a nurse leader or a leader that happens to be a nurse? Stay tuned today as we talk to Marion Spears Carr and get some insight in the changes that really need to occur to make these roles more successful and maybe even a little more fun. Hello from sunny Austin, Texas, and welcome to the Healthcare Soothsayer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, and yes, I'm a nurse. I have worked for more than 30 years as a nurse, chief nurse executive, innovation strategist, and speaker. I have taken the message of Nursing Innovation International and look forward to continuing this message to transform health. This podcast will bring you thought leaders and ideas that you may not have otherwise heard from. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Soothsayers. Our guest today is Marion spears Carr, Managing Director of the Healthcare and Life Sciences Practice at Comar Partners. Marion, I'm so excited to be talking to you today, welcome.
1: Great to be here, Bonnie. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: And Marion, you have such an incredibly unique perspective on today's trends and hiring and recruitment, but sometimes it doesn't feel like we've learned many lessons here. I see quite a bit of recruiter activity and it seems like we just continue to refill vacant positions with the same expectations over and over again. Can you shed a little insight into what you see?
1: I, I agree with you. I, one of the things that, I, from my experience and paying attention, particularly to healthcare, healthcare delivery, is there's this this idea that when we go look for talent we need to replicate the person that was in the role or replicate exactly what we had and if if that person was deemed to be successful the challenge though is is that and and we really learned it from covid but also over the last 5 years is the the, the dynamics in healthcare delivery specifically but across the board are changing so much that the leadership um, decisions are being made are not really a fit for what's going to happen down the road there it's it's, it seems like a lot of organizations not all i'm not going to paint with a broad brush but are are trapped in this is the way we've always done things this is how we're going to continue to do things and the formula for success is going to be have to be rewritten
0: You know, it seems as though when I, particularly around chief nursing officer positions, as I see those come across my email or even sometimes get a a cold call on those, it feels as though they're very traditional and what we continue to look for is what we have looked for forever, right? Someone with chief nursing officer experience or experience as a sort of a service line VP at a higher level, managing a bunch of people. And it feels as though once you start to dig into these roles, they really talk a lot about some of the things that have been in place forever, such as budget management, productivity management, staffing management, recruitment and retention. Are you starting to see any kind of a shift at all into these positions truly being more transformative and innovative in nature or is it really just that we're looking for the same kind of people that we've always looked for
1: Yeah, I wish I, I wish I could say that there's a, a huge movement to change and redefine that role but in a lot of cases that's not has not we've not seen that. Now there are organizations out there that are learning because of the change of dynamic in the marketplace, particularly the shift to outpatient services, trying to get people out of the hospital, managing um, the social determinants, failed, managing patient populations outside the walls uh, of, of the organization. Some of, some of those organizations have decided that, wait a minute, there's a value at nursing leadership that could be far greater than just manage our inpatient population, managing our units, managing our throughput manage our biggest labor cost, which is nursing, and, um, but it's not across the board And I would say a lot of traditional CNO roles are still out there that are exactly what they had before. So I I think you're right. There's not a whole lot of that movement going on, but there are some organizations that have decided that hmm, maybe we should look at something different.
0: Is this true of other C-suite roles, chief administrative officers, chief operating officers, even CEOs, or is it um, focused on uh, more clinical or nursing specific roles that are sort of stuck in the traditional mode?
1: I I think it's both. I think um, one of the things about CEO roles, I've, I've been involved with a lot of CEO searches, use those as an example over the last several years. A lot of those CEO searches have been because people are retiring. There's this huge um, gap that's gonna take place, we believe, over the next five years of CEOs that are at retirement age that are gonna leave. And I've been in front of so many boards of directors across the country where their, their idea of what a CEO looks like is predicated specifically on the person that's retiring or the role that as it is currently before them. And one of the things I have to do is is really talk to them about what are you planning to do about the shift in the business model? What are you planning to do as we move more into value-based care and all these different pieces, the move to outpatient, which I mentioned earlier. And a lot of the board members are in a deer in the headlights. And so I think there's a lot of traditional Uh, structure around that COO's same thing COO has been this tactical deliverer of operation efficiency where there's really not a whole lot of strategy involved and they're not giving uh, uh, it's interesting when you look at COOs who might uh, aspire to be CEOs for example this board members are looking for people who are vision casting and ability to talk about strategy but COOs are not given that opportunity so No, I agree still across the board. I would make one comment, though. In the nursing space, um, the nursing profession and nursing leadership has probably not done as good a job to talk about the value that they bring to the table in a variety of other contexts either. I think they, they sometimes support or at least facilitate this structure. This is what a CNO looks like because that's the way they have always done it.
0: You know, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think sometimes we're our own worst enemy because we want things to change, yet we continue to to do what we've always done and we continue to hire nurse leaders like we've always hired. So it's going to be difficult for us to change our value proposition, the mindset of those who hire chief nursing officers, as well as the chief nursing officers who hire nurse leaders. This is going to require a pretty big shift all the way around
1: absolutely and, and i'll tell you I, I draw that from a bunch of different perspectives but one of the biggest areas that that really hit me and it hit me between the eyes uh, several years ago i got involved with the national nurses on board movement where we were training nurse leaders to become board members in in, in in this whole movement to try to get nurses to be more influential at the board get them at the table get them on the boards and one of the challenges that we that immediately came to mind when I got involved was that nursing is strong of value that they bring to experience leadership and all the different things that they do. Don't often talk about their value in a different context or how they can expand and grow or how they can trans their skill sets and their experiences transcend to other other areas of influence. And I I do think that's going to be a really critical thing to think about for leaders, particularly nurse leaders, is the people that we're training to move up the ranks, succession planning, whatever terminology you want to do. Are we seeking people that can only run that unit, manage that labor budget, make sure that nurses are somewhat engaged, and manage quality? Or are we developing leaders who can think strategically, who can? See opportunities to build and grow uh, their team in a, in, in a different way and can move into roles where they can say, This is the value I bring to the table, and I can apply that value and my skill set into a different context to make a bigger impact. To me, that's the challenge.
0: I, and I love that because I think one of the things that we've done wrong in nursing is that we say you're a nurse leader, right? However, really what we're looking for are leaders that happen to be nurses. So the skill set and what we're asking from a nurse leader essentially should be the same, right? It should, there should be creativity, there should be strategy, there should be an understanding of finance and budgets and execution and productivity. There should be a sense of how to generate revenue. What can you do for your service line? How can you grow your volumes? How can you operate more efficiently? So, I think some of this um, shift has to do with leaders that happen to be nurses and making sure that we're preparing and creating succession plans that allow particularly these younger aspiring or emerging uh, leaders to be successful
1: i I totally agree with that and, and I did't do a large enough survey to say I have enough data to prove it, but when I got involved. One of the things I wanted to understand was this idea of how other leaders saw uh, nurses in, in leadership capacity. And Gallup had done a study, uh, a rather extensive study from 2012 around how nurses were seen the nursing profession was seen from a leadership perspective so here's what i did it's very anecdotal but i took a resume of a a very very strong chief nursing officer candidate of mine i redacted the word nurse from the entire resume as a matter of fact i redacted anything that would indicate that they were a chief nursing officer but i left all of the other responsibilities on the resume around managing large budgets, managing um, uh, supplies, all those type of things that a nursing leader does. And I sent that resume to multiple, I think it was, I think, 15 CEOs that I had contact with. And I said, hey, I want you to look at this resume and I want you to tell me what title this position, uh, this this, this, uh, resume, goes with in other words I was testing to see would they pick up on this resume being from a chief nursing officer uh, at the 15 seven people responded so I thought that was about a 48 percent response rate which was huge these are friends of mine so I was asking a favor I guess none of them said that's my chief nursing officer's resume not one person out of the seven and I wondered about that and I said well wait a minute why I said, you know, this is a chief nursing officer's resume. No, it looks like a chief operating officer's resume. Even one person said it was VP of revenue cycle. Again, I redacted all the language around nursing. And to me, again, that's not a massive study. We can't draw too many conclusions, but that was the challenge here. And so when you hear nurse, if you're not a nurse, like I'm not a nurse, you hear nurse leader, because we, value nursing I mean it's the most trusted profession right annually it's the most trusted profession in the the public eye our thought process Mm -hmm. is we see them as a nurse first that nurse experience and again completely anecdotal on my part but for me when before I became a recruiter in 1991 and started replacing nurses my first experience with nurses was as a patient as a kid and that was the framework in which I, I measured them. And when you say nurse leader, I agree with what you said. They're leader who happens to be a nurse. It's not the other way around.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there's clearly an opportunity. And I love that little informal study that you, you've you done because it's it sort of reminding me of a study that was done years ago. Wasn't there one about a Jack and a Jane on a resume and the, the female counterpart was offered lower paying and different positions than the male counterpart, and it was literally the same person. They just changed sort of the pronouns or the names. So I think there's a lesson to be learned in there in that as leaders who happen to be nurses, we really can lead with that pretty strong, amazing skill set that we bring to these roles that continue to change daily.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And that's where, for me, getting people to talk about their value and reframing how um, they're seen um, really speaks to the leaders that we're going to need and that we need right now, to be honest with you, right now in the marketplace. I mean, the other challenge that we have is, and you and I talked about this before, is we have a dynamic in the workforce that's completely different than what we've had in the last 30, 40, 50 years with multiple generations coming from different social contexts, different backgrounds, needing different communication uh, approaches and different ways to relate. And as leaders, we also have to understand how to communicate to those people. So um, I, I believe it's a much bigger, bigger challenge than, than sometimes we, uh, we recognize.
0: So, talk a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of leader turnover. It feels to me, and again, this is not based on any study or science, but just based on what I'm hearing amongst CNO colleagues. It feels as though CNO turnover is higher than it has been in the last few years. Is that what you're seeing?
1: Yeah, I think there's three factors about high, turnover is is higher, and I, and there's a lot of studies that are coming out now that are predictive studies that's, that are saying that this year uh, particularly the second half of this year is going to be uh, we're going to see turnover at alarming rate um, and there's a lot of factors i think there's three factors involved one let's not discount the stress that covid put on the workforce and from a leadership perspective last year leaders were taxed dramatically they, they, and 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 leadership was exposed in a lot of organizations so so that was one and then the second factor that's coming into play is we have an aging leadership workforce i won't mention the 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 hospital that i was in was major hospital uh about a year and a half ago and i met with an entire nursing leadership team was very large leadership team and uh, i don't know how old they were but i suspect that almost 80% 80% of the leaders, there was 25 people in the room, 80% of those leaders were, were late fifties, early sixties, or even later. And that is reflective in the, the population. Um, retirements are, are coming down the pipe. There's a lot of knowledge that's about to leave our healthcare leadership across the board because of retirements. There, uh, That's gonna happen. And last year kind of exacerbated that. And the third, the third, third piece and I think, and and I and I've been talking to a lot of people about this. This is something that's really critical to the work that I do. I, I believe is is I believe that there's a lot of people who are really really burnt out, not just because of last year. Um, I think there's burnout across the board that we we're having to manage large uh, buckets of of staff with a lot of challenges and a lot of a lot of issues and with l- less resources there's a whole bunch of reasons why there's burnout there so i think we're, we're going to see that and then i guess there's a kind of a 3a to that is there's a lot of people who are questioning did they make the right decision to go into the careers that they were in so i believe there's a lot of, of change that's going to come down the pipe i think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to to make a difference but i do think turnover uh, one report i read and i can't remember where it was from said that 35 to 50% of people in in healthcare will consider, they might not do act on it, but they will consider a job change in the next two years.
0: You know, that's pretty consistent, Marion, with the studies that are out around nurses. We're seeing things from projected turnover rates that look like they're going to be from 18 to 30%. That's bedside nurses. And physicians, quite honestly, are not far behind. So it makes so much sense that we're seeing this amongst the leader ranks. And again, as I talked to chief nursing officers around the country, this stress and the aging of the workforce and this kind of burnout thing, you're right. I think these are really three pivotal pieces that fit together. And some of this, I think you can say the pandemic didn't create many of the underlying issues. However, it exacerbated things dramatically. So, there has been a very long standing um, concern in the chief nursing officer world about how we staff our organizations, yet, it's how we do it, right? We talk about a, this R word, the ratio, and nurse can take care of a certain number of patients. You know, we do our best to advocate, we really try to get what we need. And sometimes you get taken, um, you know, taken to the mat, if you will, a little bit on the the finance side and the productivity and the efficiency side. And I think that, you know, this is just my very biased opinion after being a CNO for 20 years. But I think you just run out of the energy to keep those conversations and those arguments going. And at some point, you have to just question: Is this? Did I? Am I doing the right thing? Am I really making life better for the? thousand or so nurses at my organization or is there somebody else that should be doing this because maybe it's a different world
1: yeah i you know one of the things that and, and you're right i think and i've seen that and i have a lot you know i've been recruiting in this space for a long time and uh i have a lot of chief nurse and for officer, officer friends and and a lot of them have echoed what you're talking about you know one of one of the things too is are my question is is are we measuring the things that you were just talking about with um based on previous experiences are we basing on data that maybe needs to be updated for example mm-hmm. there's this idea that chris Rogers came to this idea of called single loop and double loop learning and in double loop learning when we ha- we don't solve the problem with everything we try we need to go back and look are we solving the right problem if you look at nurse turnover right now, and it and it has been significant over the last several years, and you're right that COVID just shined a light on it, and that this was coming, uh, it just maybe ex- expanded. It kept up. If we compared turnover of new nurses to an the level of acuity that patients are just on a med surge unit now, as opposed to six years ago or 10 years ago, because of this movement of getting patients out of the hospital quicker and we don't hospitalize unless we they're really sick. These units where nurses used to go where patients were, they could their patient ratio, nurse to patient ratio was pretty good because it wasn't a whole lot of care. There was care to be given, but it wasn't intensive, difficult care the acuity le- acuity levels that are on med surge units right now are completely different than they were six or seven or eight or ten years ago so we're asking new nurses to come and take care of the same number of patients that that a nurse previous them to them did but the patients they're having to take care of are far sicker and require more care and we're i, I don't know i'm not an expert in that space but that's one of the things is like we if we're talking about reexamining the model we have to understand that the patients that are in hospitals right now not just because of covid but just in general are far sicker than they were even 10 years ago does
0: that make yeah, sense yeah it totally does and and i think it's a really good point right so when you think about that patient population has changed acuity has changed technology has changed hospitals have changed so what are the skills that leaders of the future, or maybe even leaders now, should have to to begin to fill these these vacant positions and help to bring us to a different place. Help us to really start to transform care, reduce you know inequities, make the improvements and the adjustments that we need to see to the patient experience into outcomes. What are the skills that leaders need? What's contemporary?
1: That's a. That's a great question. I, I think the first one in my mind, and it's very uh, to me, it's just it's 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 underlying of everything else that they need. They need to be able to understand how to communicate with the people they're trying to lead where that person is. Let's go back for a moment. Think about the the changing dynamics of the workforce. Uh, Michael McAbee wrote a book called The Leaders We Need and What Makes Us Follow. In that book, he's the first one to really talk about the generations as coming from a different point of reference. And we can talk about millennials all day long and bad mouth that generation. But let, let's put it this way. My dad was of the great generation and, and he, he wasn't a big fan of my generation. So I'm just, you know, that is, is, is the case. But the first skill, and to go back to your question is being able to understand and communicate and lead uh, people of a different context, coming from a different perspective, being able to learn to communicate, learn to communicate at at a level where you can engage with that person where they are. I think that's the underlying piece. On a more granular level, a more focused level is being able to look for opportunities to make a difference with the dynamics of the people they're leading and how they work with each other. I think a lot of times, if it, like, for example, in a nursing unit right now, you have these nursing teams, you have a nurse, you have a tech, you have all these different pieces, but there's not a lot of discussion being really focused on how do you understand and work with each other. And I think that's the second piece. The third piece, though, and I think this is the big one, is leaders need to start paying attention to where healthcare is going. And, and, and they can't just lead from a perspective of, of managing patients in the unit or if it's a hospital CEO, keeping people in the hospital getting them well and getting them out there. They have to really focus on what, where's the industry going. And, and as we move to reimburse people for being well, instead of, instead of reimbursing healthcare organizations uh, for people that are sick, that completely changes the business model, that completely changes the skill sets we need as leaders, and it completely changes how we look at what we do. And people, I, I, if if you want to be a good, in my mind, if you want to be a great leader today in healthcare, is that you read everything you can about where the industry is going, and you learn um, where things are going, and and you question These traditional norms that we've always followed, and do they apply to the context we have now and do the context we're going to see in the next 5, 10, 15 years? And only those leaders are going to be the ones, in my mind, are going to be successful.
0: Last man standing, right? The people that can see what's coming and create the vision and the strategy to execute that are going to lead us through it.
1: Absolutely. And, 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 and those are the people that are going to always constantly figure out a way to add something else to their quiver of skills. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're not just going to focus on I've learned this and this is I've got me. To, it's got me to this point. Um, they're going to always have to to be adjusting and managing their skills. And back to the point I made about our single loop, double loop learning is question, are we trying to solve the right problem?
0: Yeah, this is such a great perspective. I always love my conversations with you, Marianne, because you really help, you make my brain hurt because you make me think about things that I haven't. And I think this is good and our listeners are going to enjoy this as well. So let me ask you this. I want to keep this upbeat. So what are you grateful for?
1: Oh, I'm grateful for the fact that 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 I get to be with people who really are taking care of people and making a difference in people's lives, through leadership, through healthcare, through my, you know, even in it, within my family, I, I love being around my family because a lot of people in my family are, are, they're so focused on the care and well-being of other people, not necessarily in healthcare, but just how they care about people. So I'm grateful for that opportunity to work with people that are caring for other people.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, and this is a great place for us to put a pin in it for today. Thank you again, Marion, for being with us. You bring such a great perspective. Really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you, Bonnie. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: And be sure to check out the show notes for today's Healthcare Soothsayer podcast, where you'll find Marion's contact information and learn more about his work. Thanks so much for listening to Healthcare Soothsayers. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share it with your network. That is how we grow and learn. If you have ideas for show topics for guests, please reach out to me directly at ThoughtLeaderRN on Twitter. For information about this show or any of the others in the Touchpoint Media Network, please check them out at touchpoint.health.